Welcome to the feature series, How Roger Penske Changed the Indy 500 on the Marshall Pruitt Podcast, which celebrates the most successful entrant at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the 50th anniversary of his first event in 1969. Presented by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and Bell Racing Helmets, a long-standing partner of Team Penske, this 15-part series spans some of the greatest drivers, managers, mechanics, engineers, and the man himself, Roger Penske, to document the captain's vast influence on America's defining motor race, the Indy 500, and in many instances, the sport as a whole. We'll also be joined by a reporter who covered Penske's Indy debut a half century ago and some of his fiercest rivals, many of whom admit to being fans of the 82-year-old icon. Our guest on this episode of How Roger Penske Changed the Indy 500 is beloved three-time Indy 500 winner Elio Castroneves, whose 20 years as a Team Penske driver surpasses all those who've competed for the captain. Elio, you have been a part of this Team Penske journey for a good while now, obviously in celebrating Roger's 50th, knowing that you have been a very heavy contributor to success here since you joined the team. Let's start off with a very basic one we've posed to everybody. What comes to mind when you think about Roger's impact and influence at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway over the last 50 years? Oh, uh, the leadership that he brings to the entire team is the, what brings me up. He, he's the most powerful man I know. Imagine how many commitments, meetings, and uh, uh, tasks that he does have to do. And he basically not only uh, – I'm, I'm not sure if he postponed, but I do believe most of the meetings for the month of May he, he makes actually at the Indianapolis. So it shows the commitment – it shows the uh, passion, uh, and it shows how important it is for him uh, to be here at uh, Indianapolis for the Indy 500. So you, for those who don't know, weren't not born into a Penske racing suit. You actually were a part of a couple of smaller teams, one where we were fortunate to work together for a little while at Carl Hogan's program, but you came into CART part of the Bettenhausen team, part of the Hogan team, what was it about observing Team Penske? I don't know, walking up and down pit lane or the paddock, uh, yeah. also on track. And again, smaller teams trying to beat the big monster. Yeah. What did you see that caught your eye that interested you? Well, first of all, the iconic um, colors, the Marlboro uh, Team Penske colors with the, uh, you know, the red and white. It's absolutely, and the polished wheels, polished suspension, or, I mean, chrome suspension. <laughs> it was absolutely outstanding. I, I always wanna, uh, I, I wanna wanna wear the jacket or the the shirt, you know. Uh, stopping by, uh, seeing the mechanics, and it just working. You just see the difference uh, standing out compared to the everybody's team. He, Rogers, always stand out. Um, however, the group that we had with Carl Hogan, it was a very small team, but. Carl was a very much passion like Roger in terms of uh, racing. Also, I would say very good friends, but also on the business side, they, Roger, Carl was pretty much following Roger's footsteps or vice versa. I'm not sure who came first, uh, but uh, I, I know they were very good friends. Uh, and But no question, uh, seeing that difference 
between among the other teams, it was incredible to see um, um, Team Penske uh, difference in the racetrack, in the track and outside the tracks. So the cars always stand out. You always knew where it was a, a, a Team Penske car. In front of you, behind you, beside you, it, the, the colors always, always stand out. You mentioned culture. Why don't we move there next? What was the difference in cultures coming in with a Bettenhaus and a Hogan? Again, a traditional path where a lot of drivers start out mm-hmm. small team, medium-sized uh, team, and then move on to the bigger ones. What did you see there culturally that was different um, than where you left? Was there any culture shock? In adjustment? Well, when you go from a 40, 40 people uh, working in one team to a 400 people working, <laughs> it's a big shock. It's a different culture right there. Um, I remember my first experience with Team Penske uh, in Sebring. I was having uh, downshift issues, problems, uh, special. I was breaking the gearbox. Um, and instead of they telling me to change the style of a uh, uh, of driving, they were actually modified the gearbox so to fit my style. Weren't you nick? Didn't you get a nickname out of that too? I got a nickname that out. I'm glad you remind me. Um, it used to call termite. Yes, that's <laughs> right. So um, they, because of that, um, but just to show the commitment of, of the team, it's not about uh, the only the team. It's a it's a combination. They were able to make me feel very comfortable, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't. I can see in a different team trying to do that. And, um, um, well, that's why 20 years passed by. I'm still here. You came in at this really critical juncture for Team Penske coming out of 98, 99, and such, 97 as well. Wasn't a lot of success. Mm -hmm. Team was still manufacturing its own cars, Mm -hmm. often on Goodyear tires, which had lost their edge a bit. 2000 was very much of a reboot mm-hmm. with the move to Renards, the Honda Power, the Firestones. You were part, you along with our friend Gilles DeFerrin, were a part of this renaissance for a proud team that had lost its way a little bit. For those who weren't there to follow and watch along, share with us what it was like seeing this monster kind of rise up again. Yeah, and you touching a very interesting subject. Roger was very determined to... Uh, do whatever it takes, uh, and you mentioned that he, they used to build their own cars uh, before and and after three years not ve- being very successful. Um, they were Roger imagine made the commitment to buy the cars. Uh, Rainer do not build their own uh, their own car, uh, so they had a factory in Paul in England. Didn't shut down. He kept the commitment with everyone else. In fact, they still working. Uh, to the to that following two years, which was 2000, 2001, until he decided to uh, uh, close the doors in, in England. But it was incredible um, being over there, um, uh, doing adjustments, having the engineers coming over here, helping us out. It was incredible. I was following very much my teammate, Joe DeFerrin, because he had experience. He already won races, battling championships. So for me, it was more like, Tell me what to do. <laughs> I was, I'm just like hard worker. I'm going to hustle. Whatever you guys telling me to go, I'll go. And I remember the meetings, spending hours with Mr. DeFerrin. Like, oh my God, this guy's like going, going on. And then they're looking at me. What do you want, Elio? I was like, 
well, whatever he has, put in my car. I'll be more than happy. So that was it. Was really cool too. It was a learning process for me. Remember, um, it was only my third year in the series. Um, I brought my engineer actually with me, which was Andy Born back then, and he was able to that made the transition a little more smoother. It was great. Um, um, it was very, definitely a, a learning process, but with a lot of expectation and uh, I was very happy to, uh, to achieve my goals uh, those years. Since 1954, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway has served as the proving grounds for the world's most legendary helmet brand. From Jimmy Bryan to Mario Andretti and Elio Castroneves, Bell Helmets has and continues to protect some of the all-time greats. Follow the journey on social media at Bell Racing HQ or by visiting bellracing.com. Let's talk about your Indy 500 wins for the team, and we also say for Roger. That's different than many teams. If we think of our friend Tony Kanon, won the Indy 500, do you automatically say for Kevin Kalkoven? For, not necessarily, and no disrespect. No, I understand. But knowing Roger's history and success here, there's almost a Ferrari feel to it, yep. right? Always the, the Ferrari wins the race. Yep. There might have been someone driving it, yep. but Mr. Ferrari is honored as well. Share with us the thoughts of not only winning your first, second, third Indy 500s on a personal level, but also on a, I don't know if I want to say gift level, but knowing that for this man, this means as much to him, maybe even more. You know, that's a great Great way to put it. First of all, for me, Penske uh, organization is very much in the same level as Ferrari uh, in the Formula One. Uh, and, and if you're talking about all the football st- uh, teams or Patriots or uh, baseball, Yankee, Yankees uh, and so forth. So just to see the level for me, Penske uh, is exactly what we just discussed. However, when I when I won the race uh, and Indy 500 for Roger, it is, I, I somehow, for me, it was more like, I can't believe it. We won together as a team, but, and I don't mind Team Penske won because it's, it is Team Penske. I mean, uh, when we discuss, we are part of a team. We want to see Roger happy and making Roger happy, it makes us proud, honor, make us happy. <laughs> so we, it, it's the same goal. So we end up achieving the same way. Last couple of topics for you, Elio. We look at the presentation. We know that's a big part of Team Penske. You've been a part of this program now for 20 years. You're almost the, the model of that presentation. Everything you wear is pressed, clean. There's no lint. Your hair is always done. Shoes are always tied, etc. You've done enough for the team to earn the right to show up in a greasy shirt if you want some, nah, some really. sweatpants let your hair just kind of run amok i'm just saying you've earned that capital if you wanted to it seems like this is not just something you do because it's expected but because it's become part of your own culture well i was always like that as i told you before even before team penske i want to be like them so uh wearing the, the same clothes and things like that i, I couldn't wear the same albert t-shirt because i had a different sponsors <laughs> carl hogan was my sponsor but um, it, it suits me. It, I feel comfortable. I like it. Um, uh, I do know that um, <laughs> Will Power is the only one that sometimes like, oh, I like the beer. 
he's still here because of his driving for sure. <laughs> but we're not going to wrangle that Australian. <laughs> we know that. No, but no joke aside, Will, Simon, Joseph, obviously uh, everyone that I've been teammate, we always we always respect what the team's uh, principle and um, we represent, as I said, a lot of not only Team Penske brand but a lot of partners, and um, and it's 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 fine. I, it's uh, I actually for us to go to a place without having the uniform, it's kind of like weird because we don't know what to wear. <laughs> We prefer have that, so it's great to um, to have the mentality. And I said it before, Rogers the one that opened up the doors to have everyone matching the colors of this, the the paint job of the car or the sponsor. And he does that very well. He did that, and still doing that very well. In fact, not only I feel a lot of people follow his steps and start doing the same way through the other series too. Team Penske has another rather interesting dynamic to it that I don't see so much with other teams, honestly, in almost any form of the sport, and that is its legacy mm-hmm. is also very much a part of its present. Rick Mears is a perfect example of that, where not only has Rick been with the team for 40 mm-hmm. years or so, but he's also helping to bring the ways of success mm-hmm remind sometimes of the culture ways of what helped build the team if necessary in bringing future examples what's it like knowing that you're here competing helping to build new history every day but you still have so many folks that were part of that original foundation here adding lending steering if need be to keep things on the same path that's been for decades i feel that when roger hires the people he thinks long term commitment uh, and I do believe he has a very good eye for it um, I'm very fortunate to um, first of all have a phenomenal uh, people surround me uh, but also uh, honored to be part of this organization but one of the big, big aspects is actually uh, the people that run the team one of them is, Mr. is Tim Sindrick the president of the team He's the one very much also carrying the same kind of like uh, legacy. We think long-term commitment. We think we want to be here for as long as we can and uh, and do the best job we can until the last day. So I believe because of that mentality, and I spoke with, Mr. with Rick Mears many times, um, in the end, you 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 paid off. Uh, the hard work you did the whole these years, you paid off. So it's that level that you understand that, yes, it's we do a lot of uh, mechanics, a lot of uh, nights, sleepless nights, and a lot of works, but in the end, we'll pay it off. So I feel that that's where the biggest uh, difference that Roger, um, he, he really praised people that work with him. Final one for you, and so much of this has obviously been about Roger and his impact with this 20 years as part of the team, knowing that you have had so many incredible highs, you've had some challenges in your personal life during your time with Roger. What have you learned from him? What have you taken from him? What are those imprints, influences that have changed your life, changed your look? 
your behavior, thought process? Because I know Roger has also been a gift to many of those who work for him in the ways that they have changed. One of the biggest quality of Roger's integrity. Um, I see even especially in his business, even he have to lose the money for other people's mistakes. Uh, he, he still want to keep the integrity, uh, the relationship. And again, uh, it goes for the long-term commitment. All right, maybe it didn't happen this time. Um, it will happen f- in the future. And also uh, the way he's turned the page when big, you know, things that looking great and turn out not to be so great, he's able to turn the page, move on, like as next day, and start working for next year. Um, that for me is uh, among an, among others. But this, those are the things that I'm like, wow, how can he do that? Plus, the third one is actually he's he's been here long enough, and his energy, it's endless that's where you get it and it's incredible i mean sometimes i'm like i'm tired and every say i say tired i i was like why why say that you can't think about that when you talk to roger because he is the one that goes everywhere and um it make us it make us feel like no no you can't say that word that word should not exist in your vocabulary so few things that i and i and i still learning uh among with his entire people and especially with Mears as well. He's another person that I admire a lot. And that was how Roger Penske changed the Indy 500. You can catch this series in more than 500 episodes at the brand new marshallpruittpodcast.com site. All brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and Bell Racing Helmets.